Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Welcome again to Growing in Grace. Mike Kapler, my name, Joel Brzezinski with me, and we are here for another, oh, about 14 minutes or so, just podcasting together. Thanks for joining with us and for sharing our uh, little podcast that we have going on. All the archived programs, by the way, I'm not sure where you found us at, but you can find pretty much all the old ones over the past seven years or whatever it's been. A lot of them are right there at growingingrace.org. Mr. Joel, what's happening? Well, uh, man, I'm uh, I'm living the life. Living the life. <laughs> living the dream? As, no, I'm living the life as opposed to living the knowledge of good and evil. <laughs> Go back and listen to last, <laughs> the last week's, week's program. That's right. And by the way, I've started a new podcast, too. Uh, you can find it linked to on the Growing in Grace website, growingingrace.org. Um, it's just a little thing I'm doing a few times a week, just shorter little podcasts, and I've even had... Uh, uh, a guest podcaster on there as well, so uh, check that out. You know, God has been so good to us. I know that kind of sounds cliche because in a lot of churches, and you'll you'll hear something, you know, where the pastor will say God is good, and then everyone will say all the time, and then all the time God is good, and that's true. That is just awesome. And it's I'm sometimes I worry that it just becomes cliche that we we say that without thinking about it. But the truth is, is that God is good, and in his goodness, you know, something that he's done for us is that he's given us his peace. <laughs> There's so many different factors involved with what God has done for us, justification, righteousness, friendship, and so many other things, and he's given us his peace, and that's kind of what, what we want to talk about this time here on Growing in Grace, God's peace. You know, Paul would often greet his epistle readers, those who are going to read his letters with grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, something like that. That peace was, you know, God's peace that he was wishing upon the people. And of course, obviously, he didn't have to wish it on them because he knew that they already had God's peace. But it's a nice blessing to give to people, wishing them God's grace and God's peace. Yeah, reaching out with that salutation and, and peace was because of grace. Without grace, uh, we don't have peace. And as we move closer into the Christmas season here, Joel, in December, uh, I love this passage in Luke where the angel shows up there to the shepherds. You know, he, he makes this announcement, fear not. That's the first thing the angel said. Hey, don't be afraid. The angel was not just talking about, don't be afraid because I'm an angel and I'm here. It goes deeper than that because man feared God and I don't mean that in a positive way, but there was a fear that man had toward God under that old covenant. Ever since Adam and Eve ran from God in the garden, there's been this thing called fear where we had this separation and there was no peace between God and man. But here the angel shows up and says, don't be afraid, fear not, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. For unto you born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth 
peace, goodwill toward men. You know, sometimes around Christmas time, you'll you'll see these banners or these signs, you know, that proclaim peace on earth and goodwill toward men, and and they're usually referring to us extending goodwill one to another, which is okay. It's just that that's not what this is talking about. It's it's God extending goodwill toward man. One of the most important announcements in the Bible right there in this passage in Luke chapter 2, Joel. That's right. Like you said, the angels uh, proclaim that. They said, this is going to be peace for everybody. This is good news for everybody. God's peace declared to mankind. I like how Paul talked about this in in several different places. Um, And we'll bring up some of these. But one of them, talking about how the the fact that it was for all people, Paul, in in Ephesians 2.13, he says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off, and he's talking about Gentiles there, if you read the context, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself, this is Christ, is he himself is our peace, who has made us both one. Now when he says both, he's talking about Jews and Gentiles. So those who were God's people in the Old Covenant, and we can go through that some other time, but he himself is our peace, who has made us both one, and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. I'm reading from... Uh, the English Standard Version, I, uh, I've i just recently redone my computer, and so my PC study Bible that I really love isn't back up, so I'm reading this other version that I wouldn't normally read from, but I do like this. He himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of, of hostility by abolishing... Now, this is how we have peace. This is how we have peace with God, by abolishing... This is what Christ did. By abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances, that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, therefore killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who are far off, that's Gentiles, and those who were near, the Jews. Through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father." When I began to really see that, that the way that we had peace with God was because he abolished the commandments. You know, he put to death the law, and that's how we have peace with God. Without that having been done, without uh, sin having been taken out of the way because of, of the law being nailed to the cross, we wouldn't have peace with God. But God did this in Christ, and it was through nothing that we did. It was all of God's doing. Yeah, Romans 5, 1, being justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we have peace with God, to mesh that with what you just said, Joel. Justified by faith. What's the opposite of faith? It's works. What represents works? The law. We're justified by faith, not through works, not the law. We believe and trust in what he did instead of what we do now. And that brings peace, you see, because you and I could never come to that place where we would be acceptable to God through what we do. If there was a law that could make us righteous right before God, then one would have been given, but there just isn't one available. Yet there are still people, directly or indirectly, still trying to establish their own righteousness or uh, trying to make themselves acceptable before God. You know, Paul told us that we, we are acceptable. We have been accepted by God. He finds no fault with you anymore. You have been declared righteous. It's his righteousness in you, 
nonetheless, you've been declared righteous. This is a part of our new identity in Christ. This is who you are in him. And this brings peace between us and God. We, we can rest in this without having to fear anymore. But there are so many people, Joel, in the evangelical religious world, they just have this low self-esteem. They still think there's something that they need to do to be acceptable to God. And that implies, when they have to do that, that implies that they're not acceptable, acceptable to God where they're at right now. So they have this low self-esteem, self-worth. They feel rejection. They feel fear. And that's because they, they haven't been taught or they haven't understood what the good news really is all about. And that's understanding your new identity in Christ and how he sees you and, and how, in fact, you really are. You know, really, we can't add to what Christ has done and we can't take away from what Christ has done. Our identity in Christ and the way that God sees us, you know, God's disposition toward us is one of peace. That's how God views us. That's how God sees us. He sees us with his peace, not with hostility. He doesn't see us as an enemy. Even when we do wrong, even when we do the things that we know aren't helpful and beneficial, even when we do those things, because the way that we have peace with God, we've been, as Cap uh, just read there from Romans 5.1, we've been justified by faith. And as I was talking about earlier, it was all because of what God had done with the law of commandments, having abolished it. The point is that it's all God's work. You know, if you're not feeling like you have peace with God, if you're feeling that for some reason God is against you, remember, that's just a feeling. It's not the truth because it's not based upon what we do. It's not based upon how we feel. And I know that feelings can feel really real. They can feel like that's the truth, but, but they're not always, our feelings don't always represent the truth. The truth is that through the blood of Jesus, we've been justified. We've been made right with God. We have peace with God through what he did. We really need to remember that in our day-to-day -day lives. Again, we can't add to anything that Christ did. We can't take away from what he did in the things that we do. We just need to rest in that finished work of Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know, if we believe a lot of what uh, mainstream Christianity teaches about God, then, you know, we're never going to be at peace because there are people just walking around, again, living in dread and fear of what God might do to them because they're not living up to some sort of standard. And we, we don't have to go by that anymore. Colossians 3.15 says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you are also called in one body, and be thankful. We should just allow the peace of God, just yield to it, allow the peace of God to rule in our hearts. And don't let any emotions dominate the way that we think, the way that we feel, the way that we act. We can rest in this peace that he has given to us. And again, it's, it's because we are justified by faith and because he, through his work at the cross and his shed blood, as you were talking about, Joel, through that, we have been declared righteous, forgiven, complete. We are partakers of the divine nature. He did not come to bring fear or to, to accuse. He does not count our sins against us because uh, the, the work of Christ took all of that away. So uh, a lot of good stuff to talk about, Joel, when it comes to peace, and there's probably a whole lot more. I'm sure there is more, and, and it's, it's, some, it's something that we need to encourage ourselves in often, 
because um, it is true that in in the church today, so much so much of it is based so much of the preaching and, and teaching. And I understand the hearts of people. It's not that pastors are are against the people. A lot of them aren't trying to bring people down. But uh, when we miss the finished work of Christ and we try to and we make it all performance based, that is what happens. And we just need to remember, like what it says there in Ephesians 2.14, he himself is our peace. It's not based upon what we do. We don't have peace with God based upon what we do. We need to remind ourselves of that often because in our actions we might feel like we've fallen so short. Uh, we might feel distant from God. But that same scripture says that he has brought us together and made us one. He's made us near who were once far off. And that's all by what he has done. We have peace with God. Let's rest in that and encourage one another in that. And uh, if we're feeling down, remember that our feelings aren't the truth. But what God has done, that is what the truth is. And what God did, God gave mankind the gift of himself. And next week, what we'll be talking about... What was God's motivation for giving such a gift while expecting nothing in return? You know, a, a true gift giver gives a gift not to get something in return, not to be paid back, but just simply because they are a giver. We'll talk about God the giver next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.